Oh, good morning. This is <laughs> day 118 of these revival talks. So I had last week off and so I didn't do anything. Well, I did a lot of things, but I didn't do one of these. So at any rate, here we are. Um, I want to read a verse too, because I think it kind of, um, I know like um, we've been talking about this a lot of places. Jamie at Remnant has been talking about this same verse. Like we've all kind of been rolling around on it. And um, it's Amos 9, 13 through 15. And this is how it reads in the message, which is the best possible rendition of this one. You'll see why, because it just makes things really plain and kind of fun. He said, yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other, and you won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountain hills. And I'll make everything right again for my people Israel. They'll rebuild their ruined cities. They'll plant vineyards and drink good wine. They'll work with their gardens and eat fresh vegetables. And I will plant them and plant them on their own land. They'll never again be uprooted for the land I have given them. God your God says so. Um, you know, just prior to like the break, probably the last two or three months, I would say, and I don't know what it's been like for a lot of you, but, um, you know, as we come to this place, we're, we're, we're in the new era. We really have crossed over into a new place of, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, this is the convergence of all the ages of the church. There's the synergy of all those ages and everything that is available in this continuous um, revival party till the end where we're all walking habitations and we come and we congregate as a larger habitation of Holy Spirit. And in that context, we are prophetic and intercessory oriented and we pull down heaven and we pull down the fresh hot agenda of heaven right in the moment. And so we're living in this unscripted place, which does create a lot of disorientation. I think a lot of people have been feeling that I've talked to a lot more disoriented lately, because as we're stepping in to this era and we're already in it, you know, for many of us, we did the thing, you know, I was one of these people, every year the prophetic forecast came out, I'd be like, right, right, right. This is the year, this is the year. And then what happens when it is? What happens when Amos 9 is true? That things are gonna happen so fast your head will swim. One thing on the heels of another. What he's describing is a series of suddenlies like popcorn going off. And I'm reading something the other day by Nate Johnson, which I really appreciated talking about. People are about to move. It's about to happen. You know, like people are gonna be moving. People will move geographically, maybe in and out of a position or a job. But there's a lot of movement right now, I think, as God is just aligning and positioning people in the kingdom all over the place. And so, you know, prior to some of those places when we're across the, we've crossed the threshold, we've come into something new. It's like there are some ways in which the storms that we've seen in the past make, and, the, and the kind of destruction and leveling that many of us have experienced, we won't have that again. We won't be challenge free, but I think we're gonna be so much more aware of who we are in this era and what we carry and what the implications of that are. 
If I'm a walking habitation, then everything around me changes. People begin to manifest all around me. People begin to experience fire of God, like miraculous signs, wonders, miracles. That's our norm, okay? And we're living in that era of the God of the impossible. He's doing the thing that we can't. And many of us are finding us in a situ ourselves in a situation where you're looking at your, your scenario, you're going, I don't know how this happens. I don't know how we get the money for that. I don't know how I get into that position. I don't know how I get that job. I don't know how this kid of mine comes home. I don't know. Like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a stage that has been set up in so many ways um, with the, um, sorry, the lights like to go out. All right, let me do what I always do. I'll walk over, turn the lights on, you guys can look at my teeth. All right, but um, that's my joke of the day. But anyway, we're living in a spot where, you know, um, it's not ironic or coincidental that everything that you need to happen and I need to happen in my life right now can only happen if God does something. So he's lining up a series of suddenlies, and I think that's what it's like. It's like a tipping point in heaven. You've got the convergence of every age of the church. You have this synergy between the streams and the church. And we're seeing revival breaking out in all kinds of places, like God, the fire has been lit. And so in that, there's a lot of holy chaos, which is good chaos. And it just simply means that in the disorientation, we stand. When I'm the most disoriented, I stand. Just stand. And this is the year of our mouth, using our mouth. And this is the year of a face-to-face -face encounter with God. And so, as we're in this place, I hear a lot of frustration. And I've, you know, I've had my wife ask me about some of my own frustration. You know, I've worked with a generation teaching Bible lit in a public school for, you know, 10 years, that class, 13 years here. And I've watched about five students come through that I've considered truly lit for Jesus. And so a lot of my frustration has been simply this, the kind of power that we have to walk in and the, and the level of anointing and the kind of mantle that we need to have on us in this generation is so much more. And the good news is it's a setup for that. God has set us up for signs, wonders, and miracles. You know, um, I had a student that I took to, I've taken a few, but I took a student to Dawsonville. And, the, and, and we, when he was in the water, Marty was prophesying to him. The part that really hit me, besides the fact that he was able to, in a sentence, sum up the, the student's entire life, up to that point, and then also tap into the call that was on his life. Um, besides that part, when he was speaking to him about what his experience had been growing up, it reminded me of pretty much the generation. If I look around my room, uh, I have kids that have broken in every kind of direction. It's like if you take 10 perfect drinking glasses and drop them all from the same height, they break. They break differently, but some break similarly, and some break and ways that are all together foreign to us. But my point with that is, they've already experienced so much trauma and so many um, things have already happened to the family structure, to the infrastructure of their lives has been obliterated. And so when I saw him in the water, 
I've, I saw a generation in the water and when all the pain that came up from what he'd experienced was there, the thing that was the most poignant for me that I feel like Holy Spirit highlighted was when he came up out of the water, he said it was gone. That's what I'm talking about. We are, are, this generation is going to have the kind of encounter that is transformative. We don't have time. I love inner healing, love deliverance, been through all. Um, but when we look at the depth and breadth of the brokenness in the culture and the kind of time frame, we're living in an accelerated time, okay? Where things are happening exponentially, okay? God is doing in a day what would take a year. It's a great time to be and a great time to live in. So we have acceleration and we have this other dynamic called fulfillment. Things are moving fast and fulfillment is coming. So that that's when our own convergence and our own process, where we come into the place that the thing that we're doing, the thing we were made for, is lining up with the convergence of the ages of the church altogether. It's not coincidence. So we come into this place where we are literally doing the thing that we're made for and God is redeeming time. He is giving us back that which was lost. And how does God redeem time? He redeems it through radical fulfillment and favor off the charts. He redeems it in depth and breadth and quality, all of that. It's a time of fulfillment because fulfillment has to do with the promises you guys, we've been sitting on for years, the prophetic declarations, the things that have been spoken over us, this is the time when those manifest. And that's why it is going to be like a series of suddenlies like popcorn. Suddenly to us, not to God. He's been preparing the landscape all along through the course of our journey. He's prepared the landscape for our, of our heart for such a time as this to walk in the things that we are given. I'm trying to get my lights to go back on. So there's no coincidence there. It's a perfect alignment for a perfect party, for a radical chaos, holy chaos, unscripted life that we get to walk, live, move, and have our being in the Holy Spirit, which is awesome. So everything is coming together actually quite perfectly. And some of the frustration that a lot of us have been feeling has been related to, I'll tell you where the enemy gets me. And my wife can attest. He gets me on, on my emotions. For some people, it's mental. For some people, it's physical. I would say that for the last two or three months, I've been emotionally all over the map, feeling rejected in places I'm not being rejected, feeling unwanted in places where I'm not unwanted. It's like the enemy is going to strategically, and he has for many of us, attack us in the places of our greatest vulnerability. As a father to the nations and my wife a mother to the nations, he's going to attack that place in us. And I feel like the place that I've been attacked the most is in this whole father thing for a lot of reasons, you know, my own family, et cetera, et cetera. My point is, is that it doesn't matter what it is. It's that he's coming for your most vulnerable point. And my encouragement is to not be distracted by that because a couple things are happening in it. Number one, the frustration that your experience points to the burden that God is birthing. It points to the pregnancy. The frustration that you're feeling is about a gap that you're seeing, 
a gap in my finances, a gap in my prodigal kids and not being here, a gap in ministry, a gap in the kind of power that we need to kind of that we need to see to transform a generation. It's all about that gap. So in the frustration and all of the emotional turmoil and wreckage, things that we've been going through, there is something that God is birthing in the middle of that. Don't write it all off because the burden is the call. He is revealing in us a gap that God wants to fill. The frustration that you're experiencing is because you is the tension between the already and the not yet. Okay, because we're living in that place. But when we live in the place between the already and the not yet, in an age of acceleration, in an age of fulfillment, the not yet has come. There's no more not yet. It's now. That's the point. And so everything is coming into reconciliation. All things are coming into fulfillment. Everything is winding this party all the way till the end, until the billion, multi-billion soul harvest. It's like it's all amping up exponentially. That's why we have to have signs, wonders, and miracles. And I think as we come into who we are, and we the biggest gap for me in terms of what I walk in and what I carry, I'm no different than Rodney Howard Brown, neither are you, than Randy Clark, Bill Johnson. I mean, go ahead and name the revivalists that you know. The only difference between us and them is they know who they are, what they carry, and they have an expectation that when they show up, atmospheres change, people start to manifest, uh, Holy Spirit falls, fire falls in the room, people come within a radius of me, and they start all, like things start happening. They're aware of the kingdom dynamic of union and what it means to carry the fullness of the kingdom inside of us as a walking habitation. We are not waiting on God at this point. He is saying to us, be the revival, be the habitation. And so when we look at it that way, I don't have to get something from somebody else because I already have it inside. And so what I'm speaking to on the inside, you want more anointing, kingdom of heaven in me? I, I say expand exponential expand in the anointing that comes out of me expand in the fire that comes out of my mouth expand you have it all we're not looking for something to work with or something to come upon us from the sky we already have it you have the completed work and the fullness of the kingdom of heaven inside of you this is the time to release it and see the miraculous signs, wonders, and miracles begin to happen. It's there. So step into it and put a demand on heaven. Anointing and that kind of power and anointing has a context. The context is all around us. So all we're asking is that we would just begin, Lord Jesus, help us to move in the thing that we are full of and that's already in us because it is that time where the days are coming where the reaper will over be over be overtaken by the plowman i love the message it's like your head's gonna spin i was talking i'll end with this i was talking to a friend last night 
similar stuff got all the frustration that's kind of been mounting the attack on the emotions and the mind you know the doubt and all these things coming in the smoke scream of the devil just having you know heyday and it's because he's already lost a battle and he knows what we're walking into as a habitation and it's just a little problematic for him and i just have to say <laughs> so sorry but not really right he could pitch a fit but I can't let him pitch a fit in me. So when anything comes into my head that reeks of accusation, doubt, unbelief, I say, get out. It's not Jesus. And the other thing, you do hear him. Your hearing is crystal clear. And I just break the power of the lie that we're not hearing because we are hearing. And part of what's been happening in the emotional storm that many of us have been going through, or the mental storm, all of those things, is that we're hearing things in a context that is touching a lot of our core issues. And so what happens in that is it just feels a little extra disorienting, right? When I'm hearing you, as I walk through stuff that, that is bringing up all kind of stuff in me, there's a temptation for me to, to say to that stuff that um, everything I'm hearing is illegitimate. Because certainly I can't be hearing you right when all the stuff is hitting the fan everywhere around me and my emotional and mental self is on a tilt. The truth is you are hearing him. And the truth is, we are revisiting places that feel familiar, but this is not that. That's the key. Just because something feels familiar in a way that you've been devastated or hurt before, God is always doing a landscape of the heart to prepare for the landscape out here. So there's, it's not a coincidence that he's a multitasker, okay? that he's also always working on my heart. When things begin to come up and the enemy begins to take advantage and kind of bombard us, there are some legit things in the middle of that. There's a place to tell the enemy to shut up. There's a place to look at my emotional life and say, okay, what are you touching? I gotta grieve that, do whatever I gotta do with that, right? Get it out of the way. But what happens is when we start to feel things that feel familiar, right? It, it looks too much like the rejection or devastation I've experienced before. And so I must not be hearing God because I'm in this very uncomfortable place. And that's the place where you're hearing him the most. His voice is amplified in the discomfort. It's, it's contrary to what we believe. We think that when we're a mess, we don't hear. When you're a mess, you hear better. Because when you're a mess, you dig deep. And the grace and the peace and the love of the Lord Jesus Christ pursuing us. He doesn't leave us in the pit or the fire. He speaks to us in the middle of the fire and gives us the keys to the kingdom. So it's good. So don't discount it. And know that we're about ready to have popcorn celebration. It's called Suddenly's. Bless you guys.